Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very unserious, partially real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than the newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Happy milestone, Florence. Today we're turning 29 again. What a fun and exciting time in our lives. The best thing about turning 29 is that's when the immortality really sets in. Just like really gets in there. It really does. You know, I've been feeling so just vastly youthful since Mm -hmm. turning 29 in our podcast. It's been a fun... 29 plus one episodes, and I really appreciate you all being here for that. Please send us birthday cards and cake. So many birthday cards. Anniversary (laughs) cards and cake. Okay. Guess what, Florence? It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh my god, it's Mars infringing on our personal space. Just last week, Mars dared to get closer to planet Earth. And in case you forgot, that's where we live closer than it's been in the last 15 years. So since 2003, which doesn't sound as impressive because it's hard to believe that 2003 is 15 freaking years ago already. And 2003 was a real humdinger. That was the closest Mars has been in 60,000 years. Holy moly. Yeah, Mars won't be that close to Earth again until 2287. Make sure to pass this information to your descendants. It's never too early to start preparing them for Mars. Like, it might even be a good idea to include something in your will. Oh, definitely. Pass it down for generations. So the last time that Mars got really close to Earth, I was in third grade and already noticing the effects of how Mars influenced my days. But I literally didn't have the internet to reach out to anyone to find out how to protect myself or to figure out what was happening to me. Not that Mars's influence is all bad. It can just be very confusing and disorienting if you don't know why these uh, things are happening to you. Today, I want to help all the other third graders out there who listen to this show and probably have the internet, but have way too much information to sift through. This is for you, friends. Also, First. if you're in third grades, I. W- would really appreciate if you found a different podcast to listen to. <laughs> no, this one is actually specifically designed for third graders. Oh. I suppose it is that at that education level. They are learning a lot of important stuff. Yeah, this is when they learn about Mars. Okay, so first of all, we need to learn about Mars's motives. What business is it accomplishing coming so close? My first theory is that it is spying on Earth to gather intel. As we all know, Mars and Earth are engaged in a bitter rivalry that dates back to the literal beginning of time. Mars has always been jealous that Earth learned how to develop life and is trying to figure out the trick. If Mars would just ask, I'm sure someone would clue it in. Heck, I'll do it right now. Hey Mars! If you're listening, please develop an atmosphere to protect living beings from harsh temperature changes and the sun's damaging rays. This atmosphere should include some oxygen so things can breathe. You'll also need water. Some should be salty and some not. But word of warning, if you do this, humans are sure to invade 
and will probably destroy you anyway. This leads right into my next tip. Develop conditions that are slightly too harsh for humans, but perfect for mega beasts that could also kill humans if they try to invade. They will. These beasts should be intelligent and have long lifespans so they can explore the cosmos and perhaps start intergalactic travel and trade. I would also like to request to be reincarnated as one of these beasts. Pretty please. My next theory is that Mars is actually trying to check Earth's pulse to see if it's still alive. Maybe Mars has always been jealous of Earth's life, but what if Mars also secretly loved Earth? That seems pretty likely. And romantic. And romantic. Earth is very vast, intelligent, and beautiful. Or maybe Mars platonically loves Earth. That would be awesome too. Either way, Mars might have noticed that Earth has been a little under the weather lately. Mars might be checking to see if Earth is still alive as a friendly neighborhood gesture. Or it's waiting for Earth to die so it can take Earth's place. Another possibility that I've considered deeply is that the Mars rover found the control center of Mars and flew as close to Earth as it dared. This is my favorite. I have a theory that Mars once did have life, but they died long before humans evolved, so we never got to meet with them. However, I bet that they had a secret underground base that flew the planet. Or maybe Mars was a spacecraft all along. Either way, the planet probably has controls, and since no one has been paying attention to the Mars rover lately, it got lonely, it found the controls, and moved closer to Earth due to homesickness and hope that Earthlings would notice it once more. Time will tell if the Mars rover ever finds what it was looking for. Hey Mars rover, if you're listening, I haven't forgotten you, buddy. <laughs> We're here for you at Paper News Out Loud. <laughs> My other theory is that gravity is broken and the sun is going to explode. <laughs> this one seems like it's the most likely. What is gravity anyway? Isn't it just a theory? Well, I have a theory for you folks. Gravity was alive and now it's not and this is a sign. And since it's broken, there's nothing holding the sun together and it's going to explode. Kiss your babies goodbye because a sun explosion would impact your week in a not so great way. Things might get toasty, people. Break out the sunscreen. An alternate theory is that gravity remains alive and everything is going to be peaceful once more. So maybe Mars moving closer means that gravity is doing better and is stronger than it ever was. So the sun will not explode, but it will pull all the planets into its mighty plasma dust. So still kiss your babies goodbye if this is the case, because living in the sun is uncomfortable and also entirely impossible. Another possible explanation for Mars's close approach is that it felt the need to mark its territory. I've heard tell on the street that Mars has been reading a lot of British history and has decided that it too wants to build an empire. Moving this close to Earth was a show of force indicating that it is not to be messed with. If Earth thinks that it can colonize Mars, it can think again. To back up this theory, my Etsy shop that sells planet-sized weaponry just got a Mars-sized order. Do you sell a lot of things on that Etsy shop? <laughs> or is this your first order? <laughs> this would uh, be the first order, but it is worth millions of dollars, so I would say that's pretty good. Generating a lot of revenue then, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really all or nothing with this Etsy shop. I could, you know what, I could say no and stop a planetary war. 
But I have got to pay rent. Have you seen rent prices lately? They're yeah, they're crazy. The roof. They're insane. So time will tell if the 8,000 foot wide shurikens that were ordered will come back to end my life in a beautiful irony because they are made of iron. Lastly, Earth probably encroached on Mars's space. Honestly, this is probably the most likely. And if I was going to guess which country decided that it wanted more space in the space, I would bet on the United States of America. So on behalf of my country, I would like to apologize for this and many other things. Just so many things. I am so sorry. So with our Mars watch in full swing, and speculation into what its true intentions could possibly be, we're ready to discern its effect on us. Florence, are you ready to understand the effects that Mars has had on your life? Right, I'm so darn ready. I'm the darndest readiest girl in the world. Darndest readiest. I'm taking notes, so just kind of remember that. I'm watching the PowerPoint presentation. Good. Thank you. It is extensive. So there are several different phases of Mars' approach, of course. So there's the before, there's the during, there's the night of, and then there's the after. So I'm going to walk you through all these effects. We're basically in the after right now because we caught this one a little late. So whatever happened, happened. And I mean, we'll just live with it and move on and deal with what we're dealing with right now. So before March reached its closest point, so while it was hurtling toward us, you may have noticed a tingling on the back of your neck like someone was watching you. This may have led to you yelling out at different points of the day, who's there? And show yourself. This may also have led to co-workers yelling the same things. Did you notice that at your workplace, Florence? Yeah, I can actually speak to that a lot. I actually received phone calls from customers just shouting these things at me and just high-pitched, like, guttural screams. It was a terrifying time for everyone, I think. It was, it was pretty rough. So, you noticed it at your workplace. So, I've discovered that there are about three major possible outcomes that occurred for you. So, one thing that could have happened is that um, you and your coworkers just ignored each other and remained working, although you were all on edge. That's probably the best outcome. The second outcome is that you may have joined forces with your workforce and torn the building apart looking for the person you felt was spying on you. Maybe you found someone and accused them even though they were definitely innocent. That's okay. It's not too late to apologize. Unless you did something irreversible in your paranoia, in which case it is too late to apologize, and you should just focus on moving on and letting it go. The third possible outcome is that all of your coworkers blamed each other and you engaged in a type of battle royale. I'm hoping this was settled with a bake-off or a juggling competition. Any way that shook out, at least you have the peace of mind knowing it was just Mars all along. How did your office settle it? Which three of these possible outcomes did your office engage in? You know, it was more like the second one, but that's fine. The building is mostly made out of bricks, so we didn't make it very far. Okay, did you accuse anyone? Salem witch trials? We did crush a person with some rocks that we found, but they're okay. They're okay. Oh, good. That's good. We also have our jobs. It's nice to know that everyone at your workplace is so resilient. Maybe you learned <laughs> something about your coworkers. That's good. Yeah, who I want on my side. <laughs> During the close approach, the day of, your paranoia may have been directed inward and you started to analyze your thoughts just a little too closely. So in order to get out of your head, you thought you'd try a new hobby. You probably joined a funky gym, 
bought an old car to work on, subscribed to the entire Adobe Creative Cloud, or started painting rocks with scenes from Disney movies. If you experienced any new creative energies last week, it was because of Mars. If you were successful, make sure to offer your thanks up to Mars in the form of a burlesque dance alone in your basement. If you were not successful, you should still offer thanks to Mars because you tried a new thing, and hey, that's pretty great. I'm proud of you. So is Mars. Like, I was inspired to do stuff, but then I ended up not doing anything. So is that successful or not Not successful? Well, how do you feel now after the fact? Um, I feel... Um, like I waste all my time on Netflix. So I would say that might be not successful okay. if you feel it's wasted time. Maybe try reframing success. How much <laughs> I Netflix successfully did you rewatch watch? Parks and Rec? <laughs> there you go. See, now I would consider that a success. Great Perfect. job. Thank you, Mars. Another job well done. So the night of the close approach. You don't remember this night, do you? Me neither. Florence, do you remember this night? <laughs> I don't remember most nights. Because <laughs> of the wine. <laughs> so this year, I set up video cameras around my property and every property in my town to catch on tape what happened. Creepy, but I appreciate it for science. It was for science. Turns out that every single person slowly walked out of their homes, humming the same discordant note, raising their arms to Mars. They spun in circles for three full hours, ate a carrot for energy, and then went back to bed. It is unknown if Mars ordered this ritual or if a coven of magic users orchestrated the event. It actually looked pretty cool, and I'd say there's no harm done. Hell yeah. Now, the effects of the close approach of Mars will last several more weeks. So here are some of just a few things you should be aware of. So you might start exhibiting behavior similar to that of a dog. If you catch yourself chasing after something in a perpetual circle, literally or metaphorically, it might be time to step back and examine your motives. Is this thing actually catchable? Or are you chasing it for the sake of chasing it? What will you do once you catch it? These are all good questions to ask yourself. If you realize you are chasing this thing for the wrong reasons, try watching videos of dogs chasing their tails to rid yourself of the urge and just live vicariously through that golden retriever on your screen. Another thing that you can expect to experience is that your favorite color is going to be the opposite for a while. What the heck does that mean? Well, if your favorite color was green, it's not going to be red. If it was blue, it'll be orange and vice versa. My advice to you during this trying time is to not make any color-based decisions until September because your taste will revert back to its original form by that time. If you bought a yellow house because you love the color in August, come September you'll be painting it purple and wondering what the heck you were thinking in the first place. Now I have a question, what if you like all colors? Then you're gonna not like any colors for a few weeks and just be aware that this is happening and it's because of mars and that'll help get you through it you'll only like hues don't buy all black and white clothing for nothing don't do that don't paint your room black and white unless you want basically 
Well, and then what's interesting is that, like, Cruella DeVille, for these few weeks after mm-hmm. Mars's close approach, she'll no longer be obsessed with Dalmatians, and she can be totally safe around them. She'd be really into rainbows. Okay, but would she kill tigers instead? That is entirely possible. So, I guess it's a it's a trade-off, then. <laughs> I guess we, we, win, we win and lose battles here. <laughs> we win and we lose. So the last thing you should be aware of, oh god, oh what, oh god, what's that thing? Oh, it's just disgusting. Oh my gosh. Florence, do you see oh this god. thing? Oh, oh my god! Please stop! Get it off I me. can't look at it. Oh, oh why is it hot? It's red and pulsating. It wants oh. my soul, my flesh, oh. Oh. my blood. Tell me, creature, what do you crave? Oh, just casual conversation. It just wants casual conversation. That's all. So lastly, oh oh my god, that's so so disgusting. Just be aware that a red pulsating thing is going to appear and demand casual conversation. Can we please take a break so I can appease this thing? This regularly scheduled break is brought to you by American Express. Spend more at less places. And we're back. It is appeased. And very interesting, actually. So don't be dreading that casual conversation. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line, and also when that straight line is shorter than usual, so it makes sense that NASA would recommend travel to Mars at this time. NASA's website literally says... Since Mars and Earth are at their closest, it's generally the best time to go to Mars. End quote. Who am I to argue with science? And the heroes at NASA. Since it takes a long time to prepare for space travel, and the next Mars close approach is in October of 2020, that gives us a little over two years to plan our trip, which is a really sweet amount of time. Start preparing now, because that day can sneak up on you real quick. That's also the next presidential election in the United huh. States around that time. Perfect. So it's it's never too early, first of all, to remind people to vote. So please, if you're leaving the planet, remember to send your absentee ballot in. And um, in fact, you know, that time, that's more incentive to just get off the dang planet. I don't know what could give you more incentive to leave, honestly. No matter what I can't think of anything. In. I cannot think of a single dang one. Okay, so what isn't there any of on Mars? Cheerios. If you want to enjoy a delicious bowl of Cheerios and ice-cold milk on Mars, you'll definitely need to take some of your valuable of your valuable packing space up and include a few dozen boxes of those delicious honey-y-o's. Milk is easy to find on Mars. Heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios are not. And you'll definitely want all the heart-boosting benefits of Cheerios when you're on the dusty red planet. Also, be aware that the lack of atmosphere on Mars will impact your stay. You will need to prepare temperature and atmosphere-controlled containment units to stay in while you're on Mars. Maybe shoot these up a few days before you leave in your rocket ship. That's a good plan. It's like prepping. Um, Don't eat anything that looks like it's glowing when on Mars. This is an entirely different planet, people. Just because you eat something similar that's glowing on Earth doesn't mean that it'll have the same effect on you here. Mm, That's very good advice. We've all been fooled by glowing substances before. So unlike Earth, you will not be able to walk outside without a spacesuit on. Invest in a spacesuit 
invest in your survival. There is a band of wild, sentient dogs that walk upright on their back legs like humans. They have adapted to the atmosphere and have developed a highly evolved society. Some packs are peaceful with humans, some hunt humans for sport. Know which packs are friendly and which are not, and bring a high-powered laser rifle, brought to you by Milkbones. Give your dog as much love as they give you. Two words, space dust. It will get on everything. Make sure to bring a lot of dust claws and Pine Sol. Brought to you by Pine Sol. That's the power of Pine Sol, Mars. Lastly, don't forget to change your planetary status from Earthling to Martian before you travel. It would just be embarrassing when you're trying to get a loan to start a business on Mars without the proper identification. Remember, your days on Earth are limited. So are your days on Mars. But your days will be a lot cooler and a lot more challenging after you switch planets. Anyone can do it if you just believe. And have $10 million. That's also the slogan of capitalism. Go <laughs> capitalism! <laughs> capitalism and Mars are one in one. So today I went shopping at my favorite grocery store. I picked out my items, pickles, sardines, and grape and diet grape soda for a very interesting cookie recipe I'm trying out, and went to check out. After I finished ringing up my items, instead of a receipt, I received this letter. Dear Florence and Diane, That's me. I need some major help over here. I need to figure out a way to plan my meals so that I have all my meals planned out for the entire week. I'm really bad about it right now. I afraid to go grocery shopping and end up with empty cupboards. Last week for lunch, I was only able to eat snacks from the vending machine and gravel from the parking lot, since that's the only food available at my job. Please help me. My body can't pass any more gravel. Much thanks, Hungry Hungry Hippo. Yikes, Hippo. Sounds like you have a real problem that many of us face day to day. Cooking and planning meals is definitely time-consuming, but fortunately, we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. So first and foremost, plan out your recipes and meals. For many of us, planning is hard, which is why meal planning can really help you get a jump start on your week. A key part of planning is having a keen psychic ability. Not many human beings, but most dogs and rabbits, are able to sense things from the future. You can either find one of these animals and take them into your home as a familiar, or you can start training to, de to develop psychic abilities. Now, your next question probably is, well, how in the heck do I develop these psychic abilities? It sure was, Florence. <laughs> and more importantly, is it a curse or a blessing? Well, friend, it depends on how you use it, really. It might be a blessing when it comes to meal prep, but who's to say? The very first step is you'll want to dig a deep, deep hole in your backyard or a neighboring park. Line that hole with foam, pool noodles, and thick quilts. Plant yourself in the bottom of the hole during a full moon. When you wake, you might have psychic abilities. Lawrence, I have a question. Yes. How many times can I repeat that if I don't develop psychic abilities? And like, how many times do you advise? Yeah, so you'll have to dig new holes every time because clearly the spot you chose to be planted wasn't a good spot. So really, oh. as long as there's room for you to dig holes, you can try to develop psychic abilities. Yeah. Indefinitely? Indefinitely. Basic psychology. That's Should awesome. learn this in Intro to Psychology. I must have missed that module when I took the class. Most do. Or it's erased from their mind because they weren't destined for psychic abilities. Maybe that's it. 
Anyways, after you see what kind of food you'll eat during the week, it's time to find some recipes. You can go straight to the familiar sources like Google searches, Pinterest, and your local church's basement. But there are some non-typical places that you can check out too. Try wandering through a graveyard at night, looking through the graves of grandmothers. If you're lucky, you'll come across a friendly spirit who made a damn killer meatloaf back in her day. Just ask Nancy. Right, Nancy? She'll say to the other ghost sitting next to her, the meatloaf actually killed Nancy. Dun, dun, dun. That's how you know it's good meatloaf. Because you know what I believe in, Florence, is that once you... Butter. I believe in butter and one other thing. Once you accomplish your life's goal or eat the best meatloaf of your entire life, Mm -hmm. you can pass from this earth and die. And Nancy can speak to this. Yeah, so that means she had the best meatloaf of her entire life. So after you hunted down that mysterious meatloaf recipe, find a way to organize your recipes. If you like them, you'll want to use them again. You can use the classic recipe book or boxes. Or, if you're, you know, digital, try emailing them to the cyberspace gnome. He will organize all your recipes and then send them to you via your new psychic powers whenever you decide you want to cook that recipe. Is that an Alexa skill that I can download? Oh, yeah. Yep. Alexa is the gnome. (laughs) Illuminati confirmed. (laughs) You're just like, Alexa, memorize this recipe and send it to me via psychic airwaves. And she's like, dumb bitch. I also downloaded the really mean and nasty Alexa skill. She never sets my timers. Okay, you have your recipes. You're ready to go. Time to go shopping. You can sit in holes all day, but that won't get you anything but psychic powers. In order to get the ingredients you need for meal prepping, you have to go shopping. Oh. This can be rather, I know, right? <laughs> this can be rather time consuming, especially if you're cooking enough food for the entire week. So make sure to plan ahead. And when planning ahead, make sure you plan to avoid crowds. One tip is to go to a 24 hour grocery store in the dead of night or at the crack of dawn. Very few humans will be there. Though the number of vampires you encounter will be high. Regardless, you won't have to worry about getting behind a slow cart pusher, middle of the aisle stander ever again. Vampires are more courteous of your space than that. <laughs> and most of the time they're in their bat form, so easier to move around in the aisles. So bring your grocery list. This will keep you on track, especially if a few extra items find their way into your, cu- into your cart, like potato chips and sailors who were lost at sea centuries ago. Having a grocery list will keep you only putting the items you need in the cart and also ward off any sailors. Not to mention, having this on hand will cut down your time at the store. Lastly, bring plenty of reusable grocery bags. Like I mentioned earlier, you will most likely be purchasing quite a few grocery items depending on the size of your family or commune. Or if you live alone like me, you might still want to bring lots of reusable grocery bags to stash all the wine bottles. Either way, it's better to be overprepared with the bags to keep your groceries safe. Number three, make and store your meals. This is the bread and butter of the meal prepping journey. This is what you work for. This is what you blend for from the, from the hole. And yes, that pun was intentional. The bread and butter pun was intentional. It was very good. But that meal isn't going to cook itself, son. Start by setting aside an hour a day that works best in your schedule. Plan this hour when your neighbor's neighborhood's witching hour is. That way, any recipe cooked is infused with witchly magic. Get your family involved. It wouldn't be a witching hour meal prep session without five human bodies. 
one for each point of the pentagram. This makes it feel less like cooking and sacrificial rituals, and more like spending quality time with your loved ones. Keep a lot of salt on hand, haha, <laughs> you know why. Ghosts. <laughs> meal prep for your meal prep. Meal prep meta. This is the future of meal prep, people. Make double batches of the ingredients, and even full darn meals to freeze and use again later. Another big concern with this particular step is not having enough space in your freezer, which I definitely understand. A great hack for this problem is uprooting you and your family and moving them to the Arctic. Then the entire world is your freezer, and there are some witching hours that last an entire day. You won't run out of freezer space that way until climate change. So in about two to three years... Yeah, because we're on the fast change. track of being out of free, out of free space, freezer space. Lastly, and this is the most important part, eat away. If you don't eat the food, there is really, truly no point of any of this. You might as well dump all your hard-earned money and shiny rocks down your garbage disposal, because if you don't eat the food, that's essentially what you're doing. Good luck, hungry. Hopefully, now you're a full, full hippo. Ayo. Yo, hey Florence. Yes, I think Diane. I hear a train a coming. Do you hear that? Is it the motivation station? I think I think we're about to pull into the motivation station. Choo choo. Sometimes going to work is the hardest thing in the entire world. No matter how much you need the money, sometimes it's just hard to get in the shower and get the day going. What makes you motivated to get to the job that you might not love, but rely on for your livelihood? Funny you should mention this. I lost my last job because of this exact problem. I would get in my car and just be unable to move for any length of time. One day, I was unable to get myself to start my car for 48 hours. That's when I received a text saying, don't bother from my employer. That is the exact moment I knew I had to change something about the way I made money. I decided that since it was so difficult to get myself to work, that I would bring the work to me. I transformed my apartment into a shopping mall, complete with all the best video game stores, coffee shops, clothing stores, and a food court. Now I run all these businesses and I'm always at work. If I have a day where it's tough for me to get out of bed, it happens, that's fine because that's where I sell home decor. Hipsters love my home mall. Franchising opportunities now available. Contact me through Bubblegum. How about you, Florence? Well, we all fight the urge to quit our jobs and flee the state. It's completely normal. I find that the best way to resist this urge is to just move into your office, cubicle, or place of work. Like, actually move in. Obviously, you'll keep your home for on the weekends, but Monday through Friday, you are pulling out that old camping cot from under your desk and bunking there for the night. In the morning, you are washing your hair in the bathroom sink. And when the clock strikes five, you don't go home. This is where you live now. This is what you are now. Sure, you might miss your family, but it's a great way to preserve that vacation time. And it's hard to make excuses for not going to work when you never leave. We're actually talking from your desk right now, in your office. It's really cool. I'm hiding underneath it so that the, um, the custodian staff don't see me. That's a good idea. Very smart. Today, a spaceship shaped like an old-timey school bus flew past my window, 
All the passengers waved. But what's this? They're not human? Then what are they? That's a telltale sign that the podcast is coming to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, alert, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please include your favorite recipe that ideally has garlic as a key component. Ingredient. They're called ingredients for recipes. It's a component when you're trying to make a potion on Skyrim. So if you're in love with what you heard, name your rocket ship to Mars after us. Colonize Mars. Give us a discount on Mars rentals. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find your beautiful podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank the Mars Rover for always having my back. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track Title 5 off of his album Found on SoundCloud and Spotify. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Per our usual request, please see previous podcast episode. Um, we are looking to showcase community art in our segment Community Art. Send it our way, people. Alternate reality productions at gmail.com. Or you can email us pictures of your cats. Or Thank Mars. You. Or Mars. Or your cats on Mars. Or your Mars or on Mars cats. Or Mars on cats. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. tweet us at Reality Out Loud. Use the hashtag ThinkWeirderThoughts and then actually begin to think weirder thoughts. Share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. My pillow fell on the floor. It was supporting my lower back. What are you gonna do about that lumbar? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Alright, bye. (laughs) Bye. Love you, bye.